Williams. Washed clean. It's Victory 91.5. Good morning. It is Risenstein. Ray Haynes is in this morning talking about Yom Kippur, uh, the Day of Atonement. And I was just on Twitter. Mm. And, and I know that I'll see, because I, I, I just typed in Yom Kippur. And I, and I was looking for a, a friend of mine. Sure. And... I'm just, I'm just blown away by God's sovereignty, providence, omnipresence, omniscience, and all of that, all of His character. Because <laughs> as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about my friend who's a rabbi, mm. and we worked together at Sporting News Radio in Los Angeles. Oh wow! So it's 2005. Okay. He was the producer of the show, and I was the host. Okay. Both I, lost. I, I did both lost. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus, and here we are, you know, x amount of years left, fourteen years later, and one of us is a rabbi, one of us is, is a pastor, <laughs> slightly different. <laughs> uh, but but God was working on both of us at the same time. Wow! And you know, I keep contacting him every year, you know, for the high holidays and. Hopefully one day we'll have a we'll be able to have a conversation. Yeah, there's a camaraderie that'll never end. Mm. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. That's how God built it. And Ray, Ray is teaching on Yom Kippur and had nothing to do with my friend who's a rabbi. <laughs> well, but the good thing here is is what this is a reminder of. It is the Day of Atonement. As I said when we started, sixty percent of Jews in Israel will be fasting tonight. While ten percent of those that are don't even believe in God. But they have the reality, <laughs> because of tradition, that this that there is something that they need to be concerned about. And sometimes that is exactly what it takes to turn their hearts to Jesus and to find the reality of that, that there is more. Because just realizing there's more, sometimes is all it takes. So one of the things about the Day of Atonement that we've talked about since really Rosh Hashanah is that we have got to turn our hearts towards leading people to Jesus, telling them about Jesus. And and these feasts are a wonderful time to begin to pray and intercede for Israel especially, but for all mankind to come to know Jesus. But remember, God's very tied in with Israel. Don't become so American that you forget, hmm. you know, the very heart of God that uh, he will save them. He will save them. So we're talking about, in the in the face of young Kippur here, the it's atonement, all right? Think about Jesus. Think about Jesus on the cross. Think about Judgment Day. There's this agenda. There's this purpose working towards. He's not that we would be lost, but that we would be saved. He wants to atone for our sin so that judgment doesn't come down with destruction. He wants to bring reward, not destruction. So... Think about the great awakening. God is bringing an awakening step by step by step. You know, um, t tomorrow night, I'll, I'll be at Warhill uh, in Dawsonville Central teaching on Yom Kippur. Uh, ten days ago, I was at Warhill uh, South, and I preached on Rosh Hashanah. I had, had not been to South. It was my first time with Steve. And uh, I tell you what, over in Winder, 
And I was just blown away by the vision and the unity I saw. They're all about reaching out to love and share Christ. The whole church is separated into 12 tribes. There are four teams and have these very fun competitions all built around evangelism and sharing your faith. Uh, so you don't join the church, you join a tribe. And I love that fact that you immediately have purpose and direction. And I think it was beautiful, small-scale picture of the church. And I was just uh, enamored. I know I was supposed to go there to preach, but I was just so blown away by the picture that God was giving me. And so, especially because my heart's been so focused on awakening in this season as we go into 5780, now we're in there. But uh, the Great Harvest, Revival, Awakening, you can pick your favorite word. The next decade is going to be profound. These feasts are important because they remind us that we're just like Israel in the desert. We're so double-minded, it's scary. We need to realize that God calls us his children long before we look, look, look and act like him. The Exodus is a great picture of the next decade, 2020 through 2029 on our calendar, 5780 through 89 on the biblical calendar. It's going to be messy, but it's going to be awesome. The kingdom is not going to be easy or pretty. Some Christians will be great warriors one month. The next, they may seem more like heathens. You're going to think, what in the world? Well, revival is raging underground all around the world in Iran and China, the Middle East, the 1040 window. You know, the Iranian revival alone is built on discipling, not on making converts. And that is not how we do it in America. The moment they share the gospel, they start discipling. They don't wait for them to be saved converted. They've come to realize that God will do the hard work in life. And if they go in and share the gospel and love the least of these, especially because God is appearing to so many people, Jesus is appearing to them in their dreams and talking to them. So they know that they're ready. So their model is the parable of the tares where servants are warned not to pull up the tares because they'd root out the wheat as well, but just to let both grow together until the harvest. And also the parable of the dragnet, similar in that the net catches fish of every kind, which separated later the wicked from the from the righteous these parables are painful because our theologies kind of take a beating because we in in america especially we grow up with much more of a, of a holiness concept that's certainly how i grew up so discipleship and discernment are required in this next season of revival so it's just a, a heads up these ministers of the gospel that our god is going to raise up in this next season may not be examples for the saints to imitate all right? Only the Word of God determines what we do, say, and pursue. Don't get distracted by that. These will be ambassadors to the captives. We need to encourage them and pray fervently for them. We need to break curses off of them, and we need to hope for them. But we need to understand that God is doing something in a lot of ways that may not make sense. You know, what is a Christian? What is a convert? What is a disciple? It can be hard to define at times because lives don't stand still. And... You know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard work, the work of pastoring, the work of discipling. You know, I think our president is an interesting picture of this. You know, his mouth is not always filled with love. But I believe God is clearly impacting and influencing him. They just I don't think there's any doubt. He may be a picture of what wise as serpents looks like. He's very strategic, not fearful at all. And uh, what I've noticed in America is the lost are hating him viciously, and he's 73 years old and has mostly a godless history. And he was one of them for 70 years. It mm -hmm. seems like a strange thing. Uh, he's doing noble things despite a lifelong track record. So hatred and attacks are just not working. But the point of this is this. 
God appears to be using people before fully cleaning them. Mm. And that is really hard to wrap our heads around. The Exodus is this amazing picture of what the end time revival will look like. And it's not what we expect. When people come out of great sin, they generally must deal with some very hard life issues. Grace becomes very costly for them. Sometimes relapse is their middle name. Sometimes it's their first, middle, and last name. Moses led the Israelites to annihilate the Amorites and the Ammonites. They were great giants and had lots of tall, strong cities, but God gave them the victory. Mm. These were supernatural battles. I mean, God rained boulders from the heavens down on these giants, right? Then the Moabites and Midianites, you might remember the story of Balak and Balaam and the donkey that talked. They plotted together to lead the Israelites into sexual immorality and idolatry. And those who fell of Israel included many that were in the priesthood. The plague from God alone killed 24,000 of the very warriors who days before had conquered three great nations, including many giants. And there are still plenty of Midianites out there waiting for us. They're the ones who brought Joseph uh, from his brothers and sold him in slavery in Egypt. Midianites, uh, Moses' father-in-law Jethro was a Midianite. So was his, the wife of Zipporah. Gideon fought and defeated the Midianites. So what we need to discern is how to love and disciple unclean people mm. on the verge of becoming Christians, but before their lives become clean. The folks trapped in evil will be hating them, and we can't be hating people because of their sin. Uh, you know, there's a great revival going on in, in Dawsonville, the North Georgia Revival. Yep. It's a revival of baptism. We've both been there many times. And I wonder, is this a picture of what God is about to do? Just a little snapshot. It's not one experience with God, then baptism and you're done, but many, many cleansings. And I don't know if that's the picture or not, but mm. it's an interesting question and, and the thing to ponder is what's coming, what's going on, and how can we step into the kingdom to bring a harvest in? Because it is the harvest. This mm. season is upon us. Mm. More with Ray Haynes. On Yom Kippur, I was just reading that in Israel right now, mm. airspace is closed. Wow. They're done. Can't get in, can't get out. Wow. And they, will, they will open up that airspace tomorrow night at sundown. So as Ray, wow. as Ray taught at the beginning of this morning, everything will shut down. Whew. Interesting. Yeah. Victory 91.5. It's the Rise and Stein Show. Don't forget to download the free app, More Music. It's in your app store, M-O-R, and it is the Victory app, and you can listen to all of Ray's teachings on the podcast there. Automation Direct would like...